The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com, and I'm delighted to be back with you again for yet another week. And today we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite subjects, uh, about uh, no more procrastination and getting things done uh, even faster. And before I talk about and introduce today's show, I want to say a big thank you to my guest um, from two weeks ago. It was uh, Simon Steenholm. Um, Simon uh, was a fascinating guest to interview. And uh, if you've not listened to that show, in a nutshell, Simon uh, went from a very successful entrepreneurial career to spending eight years in the jungle in Borneo and shared with us some really fascinating insights about his life story and some really simple messages, things like you know, exercising your motivation and how he really exercised that to get very excited about um, projects. And that helped him to, uh, to get things done and to achieve some significant things, uh, but then really moving into having really clear focus. And uh, to help him with that focus, he would tell as many people as he could about his ventures and uh, and just also not accept from anybody that something was impossible. So worthwhile having a listen to that and um, some great ideas from Simon. Um, last week as well, I was uh, away. I took a holiday. It's Easter over here in the United Kingdom. And I played a show, I replayed a show, an early one that I did, because we're now episode 119. And the early one was with uh, Mike Pagan. Uh, this was probably over two years ago now. And Mike, I introduced um, for the for the first time then, and we talked about efficiency, and it seemed a really good idea to repeat that show while I was away because uh, Mike's back with us again, and also with Stephen Sutton, and that feels like a very nice natural progression to listen to that show, and then when heard a bit more of the facts and theory around kind of efficiency, which is linked in with procrastination, and then to move on to this show. It's fair to say that find out um, that Mike and I have a new inspiration in our lives. His name is Stephen Sutton. He's only 19 years old, yet he has greatly inspired us 40-somethings <laughs> and with his incredible story. And if you do listen to this show and you're also inspired by it, do share it. Share it with as many people as you possibly can and help Stephen to get out his really important message. Yet more, listen to it and think about your own life and think about how you can act on it. Make a conscious decision to stop procrastinating, if that's if you do, and make a massive difference with your life. However, don't feel guilty about it. If you procrastinate, you're not alone. Uh, this is the number one re reason or number one issue uh, for my mailing list when I did a survey a couple of years ago. Uh, procrastination was really right up there and something we all suffer from from time to time. 
however we can overcome it. So use this message in this show to create a really compelling reason to act. So let me tell you about Stephen. Stephen Sutton has been battling cancer since the age of 15. And on January the 13th, 2013, shortly after finding out that his disease was incurable, Stephen made a Facebook page called Stephen's Story. On the page, he outlined a bucket list of 46 things that he wanted to achieve in the near future. Since creating the page, Stephen's following has grown exponentially and he's inspired thousands of other people with his positivity and passion for life. He's achieved more than most people would in a lifetime, resulting in him winning countless awards in recognition of his inspirational work. But most notably, he raised over £560,000 for charity in just one year, and that was with a target of only £10,000. Now 19, Stephen's aim is to spread his motivation and outlook in life with as many people as possible. And his journey will help you, I believe, put your own life and business into perspective and encourage you to use the time you have as positively and productively as possible and ultimately empower you to change your life for the better. But don't believe this is a sob story because this is Stephen's story and we'll talk with Stephen in just a moment. And then we have uh, Mike Pagan. Uh, Mike is a professional, inspirational and motivational MC and conference speaker. He's also the managing director of Breaking Frontiers Limited. He talks on key business issues such as productivity, stop faffing about, which uh, uh, measuring marketing, effectiveness and clients for, uh, for life, not just profit. He's one of Europe's leading motivational speakers. He delivers motivational keynote speeches that are dynamic and inspiring. He's also the author of the book Faff, which means the false art of feeling fulfilled. He lives in Warwickshire, England, and after several years living in Australia, he moved back over to here. He's married with three children, and uh, as a, a good friend of mine, he's a damn good bloke. So, Wig, welcome to uh, Stephen Sutton and Mike Pagan. Hello. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> great, to speak to, great to speak to you both. And I really want to kind of start this conversation with, um, with, with Mike, if you don't mind, uh, Mike, just by asking you, why is procrastination a topic that is so close to your heart well from the business perspective and the personal um procrastination it, it just it's that whole blocker that stops us from doing things uh whether whether you be uh, independent whether you be 15 years old whether you be 75 years old uh, the biggest problem with procrastination is the inability to make a decision that's what stops you from doing it. So we, we hold back. I believe in, in, in the US at the moment as well, they're actually trying to uh, define procrastination as an illness because it is a cause of stress. And so stress is obviously something that is very high on people's agendas nowadays. So procrastination being a cause is actually getting, in some areas, considered as, a, as an actual illness. Uh, but all of us do it, whether it's just putting off... Um, uh, doing the washing up or ironing a shirt for tomorrow at work, all the bigger things of actually getting off our bums and doing things and doing that fitness or stopping eating the other nonsense that we shouldn't do. Uh, we're all guilty of it. And for me, it, it's it's uh, an area where I, I have a lot of fun because I'm, I'm great at procrastinating, which is something I'm not proud of. But it, by my journey and my problems and my issues that I've had uh, that have cost me money, cost me time, cost me effort, when um, you get the procrastin procrastination under control, you can have so much more fun and you get your life becomes so much more meaningful and so much more successful because 
you're achieving the things you could and should be doing rather than just thinking about them in sort of uh, wishful, hopeful land of, of make-believe, which just doesn't exist. This is something, that Mike, I agree with me, but it, it, it is something that you can learn to overcome and improve. You know, like yourself, I know you're, you're very passionate about this subject and getting things done, and, and so am I, but you know, mine partly came from realizing it was a challenge. So I, I, I chose to study it to get you know, get better and avoid doing it. Is it the same for you? Well, I'll tell you one of the twists that kicked me in the, um, the, the stomach was when you're looking at your children and you're telling them that they can do and be anything they want to in their lives, and then in the back of your mind you've got this little voice saying, hypocrite. Um, which basically is telling you, well, if you're telling other people that they can do and lead and achieve and, and, and be whatever they want to be, and you're not living those same values and that same message, how can you expect others to be inspired by what you're doing? Uh, and it was the, the look in my children's eyes when you're turning around saying, look, you can do anything. You say, well, are you happy with your work? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of people out there who can't say that. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm going to move on to you, Stephen. I just wonder, Stephen, if you could tell us tell us a bit about yourself in your own words and, and how Stephen's story came about. Yeah, certainly. Um, so the main thing to remember about me is that I'm just a normal kid. Um, but as mentioned, age 15, I unfortunately got diagnosed with cancer. So to make a long story short, I've since undergone surgery, chemotherapy, surgery, radiotherapy, surgery, surgery, chemotherapy, surgery, Surgery, chemotherapy, and more chemotherapy. Pew. Um, that's that's a long list. Yeah, just a bit. That that was the shortened version. <laughs> but yeah, um, but in that time, I've I've kind of had to become a very efficient person because I've always wanted to achieve things, and I've had to work with my treatment to still get things to, to get things done. And then my disease was diagnosed as incurable, and that really really got me thinking. You know, got me thinking about how I could and should use my time to get things done. And then on the 13th of January, 2013, I made Stephen's story. So, you, yeah, so you made Stephen's story. So, I mean, what, um, what, what's sort of progressed since then? So since making Stephen's story, which was just a Facebook page, um, I had a bucket list of four, six things that I put out, um, and I've ticked off over 35 things on this, on this list. Um, it includes crowd surfing in a dinghy at a gig. It includes hugging an elephant. It includes there's all kinds of things, weird and wonderful. But I'd say the main thing, well, number one on the list was to raise ten thousand pounds for charity, and we've smashed that goal now and raised about five hundred seventy thousand pounds now for Target Stanza. That's, that's that's for teenage cancer, isn't it? Teenage Cancer Trust, yes. It's amazing, and, and also. You know, some of the things I, f- I found quite amazing is you've, you know, you've, you've done this and you've you set up the Facebook page and it's, it's inspiring thousands upon thousands of people. And you've, you've, done, you've done some sort of speaking gigs that actually even the most professional, uh, trained, experienced speakers would find, you know, quite astonishing. And because you've spoken to audiences of four, six thousand, four thousand people, six thousand people. Yeah, it's just I'm always happy to share my experiences because I'm always happy to help. That's my motto, and I've always found the best way to help myself is to help others. So 
I share my experiences for, for people to learn from. Um, and I say I've had some really big gigs and I just in, just enjoy it, really. That's incredible. I know, Mike, that you've been deeply moved by Stephen's story and you, you, you mentioned Stephen to me and, and we, all, we all met. And I, do you want to tell us what it means to you and, and why you think Stephen's story should stop anyone from procrastinating? Well, it's, there's a simple fact here. Um, I'll talk about performance and productivity and trying to get people to find their reason to make a change and do things differently uh, and step up, uh, achieve targets, uh, be more successful in whatever it is they're doing. Um, but when I was then introduced to Stephen, there was suddenly a, a whole another level, or well, more than one level, it just became so important because this is a 19-year-old young man who, who has a time limit. Now, I know we all have a time limit, uh, and most of us don't, want to, don't know when that will be and, and hope that it's going to be many, many, many years away. Uh, but when you've got somebody like Stephen uh, who turns around and says, well, procrastination, well, if, if I put it off, I, it might never happen for me. And that was really humbling because it just sort of it just raised the game, it just changed the whole format. I, the, I mean, the first time I met up with Stephen, I, I remember this, Stephen. We, we we're having the conversation, and you're you said, "Well, I, I'll hopefully come along next week, uh, but I'm having my next dose of chemo over the weekend, uh, so I may or may not be up for it." And, and yeah. sure, sure enough, you were there, uh, and it's sort of. Um, I, I think my first comment was I didn't realize you were on uh, on sticks, as in um, walking sticks. Uh, and the, your response was, well, the, the tumor in my leg is so big now, I can't actually walk on that. Uh, but I'm here. So two days after having uh, more chemo, uh, I'm walking across the middle of a city center uh, on crutches, uh, turning up at this event that we, I'd invited you to. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, why, why are people sort of moaning about rubbish and man flu and other nonsense that's going on when here's a young man who clearly has got a message clearly has got a purpose that he wants to go after and achieve uh, and more fool you for not stepping up and listening to him or wanting to be involved with him absolutely and i you came again and we met just a was it last week and you know you stephen you you left afterwards, and I felt terrible because you got on public transport, and I was worried about you getting getting home. And you dropped me a message back saying, "Don't worry, I kind of I, I sat there and uh, and, a, and a cheese pizza kept me company." But I, yeah, <laughs> it, it was nice. It was a nice cheese pizza. <laughs> what get, what's you know for you, Stephen? You're doing all of these things, and you could you, know, you could be taking it easier at home. I mean, what's pushing you to? To make every day count in the way you're doing it because most people wouldn't my big why is that i actually see my first cancer diagnosis as a good thing for me it was a huge kick up the backside you know it taught me to take nothing for granted and gave me so much motivation for life so much motivation to do something and to make every second count unfortunately my latest diagnosis means i might not have much time left so personally i'm in the position with loads of motivation potentially not there much time and I just see others out there and they've got loads of time but they might not have motivation people can't give me their time to make me live longer but what I want to try and do is give them my motivation to to go out there and achieve something yeah yeah so, very very inspiring um really inspiring Stephen 
I, I just want to just ask one quick question before the commercial break in a couple of minutes um, uh, to you, Mike. And you know, I did a survey of my Be More Cheap More list. I mentioned it, and procrastination was the number one issue. I mean, why do you think it is such a big issue for people in business and society today? How do you think about the consequences of it? Well, if we talk about the consequences at this point, the consequences are time, money, and effort. Uh, by procrastinating, it means, quite simply, you are comfortable with the status quo. Yeah, so if, if um, I know people who are in relationships and, and they turn around and you, you don't think it's a healthy relationship, uh, but there's a, a colleague of mine and she would describe it as having a BTN. Um, the relationship is better than nothing, which is, is just um, sick psychology, I would say. It's, it's just wrong uh, because it means that if you're happy to have that status quo so that, well, of lack of success, lack of uh, achievement uh, or, or just lack of happiness, then that, that is what procrastination is. Whereas if you make a difference, you make an effort, you step up and you challenge and you push and you provoke and you work uh, at making that environment different, so changing the status quo, then so much more can happen. But by not making a decision, you've already made a decision that I'm happy to sort of stay with this current situation, which may or may not be healthy or good for you. Perfect. We're going to go to commercial break now, but after the break, I'd love to get you th your thoughts on this as well, Stephen. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info 
at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Stephen Sutton and Mike Pagan, and we're talking about no more procrastination. And Stephen, I wonder if you've got a view on you know, why you think procrastination is such a big, a big issue for people and, and what you, you see as being the consequences. I once heard a kind of quote, and the quote says, imagine, imagine that you had a bank account that got £86,400 put into it at the beginning of every day. But at the end of the day, that money disappeared. And it challenges you to, to think about what you'd do if you'd had that bank account. And the basic response is, you, you'd take that money out, wouldn't you? You'd buy a nice car, you'd take money out and give it to someone else, or you'd take money out and store it. If this money disappears at the end of each day, you, you, you wouldn't let it disappear. Well, the thing is, we do have this bank account. Each of us is given 86,400 seconds at the, at the beginning of every day, and at the end of the day, we're not getting it back. And it's when you look at time like that, that that's why I think it's so productive. We should use every second we've got as positively and productively as possible. Every day is a chance to, to be a better person, to do something positive with your life, and that's why we should make every second count. Well, St- Stephen, I, f- I find it incredible that you're 19 years old and you know you are so, so positive. You know, people... People around the world can really, really learn from you. And, and I just wonder, you know, you are so positive and most people would want to roll up in a ball, feel sorry for themselves. What, what would you recommend to, you know, others who find themselves, you know, in the situation where you know, maybe their health has taken an unexpected turn? The first reaction to get something like cancer is just to ask why me um, and asking questions that don't really have too many answers. It's just about shifting your, shifting your emphasis, shifting your attitude, because perspective is the, the most important kind of weapon you've got. So instead of saying, why me, you've got to say stuff like, well, try me and just see where that takes you. What I've found is that a positive attitude, even if you have to fake it sometimes, links to positive outcomes. Y- yes, yes. So, you, so do you have to work on your positive attitude, or do you think it's something that comes natural to you? Well... I think some people misunderstand positivity as being being happy and smiley 24-7. It, it's not about that to me. Positivity and a, a positive attitude is about making changes, real-life changes to, to what you do with your life. I know change is just whatever work, works for you. It's about thinking of what you're going to do and why you're going to do it and how that's going to make you happier, why that's a good thing to do, and yeah, how that's going to make you feel. Mm. So it's about Chris, doing just... things like stopping procrastinating. Yeah, Mike, sure. I was just saying, just to come in here, because this is a subject, and I know we've got a three-way going on here tonight, because, yeah, my area of productivity, uh, Stephen's area of reality, uh, but you're a bit of a a noise in the world of getting important things done. So (laughs) I'd like to turn the question back on you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for that unexpected little little twist there. That's... um, well, I, it, it, where, where does it work from you for for getting things done? Um, I th- I think what well, in terms in terms of you know the situation that St- uh, Steve has. Uh, well, it's it, part part of that. That that's obviously a life threatening situation, and uh, there's a there's a different reality there. But but for you, when it comes to getting important things done, I know you've got a lot of theories and thoughts around how that works. 
Um, what, what, what's your thought on stepping up, shall we say? Yeah, and I, I think the, you know, I think for me, I realised that I had to really understand this subject well because it was something that was holding me back. I wasn't always following through and doing the things that I, the important things that I needed to do to grow a successful business, which was, you know, something that was very, very important to me. And then for really starting to understand this subject and, and increasing the frequency of my ability to get things done has actually meant over the period I've been um, studying this, you know, a significant improvement in, in performance of, of, of me uh, and, and my business, really. And I think what I think one of the, the things that I think is very important, I mean, I think there is, you know, there's a mindset thing. I talked earlier about Simon with Steam Home who was talking about, you know, exercising his motivation. I think there is things and positivity and that we have to, you know, have to work with to make ourselves more productive. But I also think there's some strategies that we need to think about to help us to get more things done. And, you know, what Stephen Stephen has a very strong motivation in that, you know, as, he, as he's outlined, you know, he has incurable cancer. And that is a really, I think, a really compelling reason to act. Now, those of us who don't have that compelling reason, I think, A, we should listen to Stephen. And I think we should listen to his, his message and realize that we need to use those 86,400 seconds that he referred to really wisely. But we could perhaps use that as a compelling reason or maybe we need to put in place other compelling reasons to act as well, like get us off our butt and get us to do the things that we need to do, whether we feel like it or not. Because when you look at successful people, and I talk to many, they're very good and very usually and very effective at getting things done. Does that answer your question, Mike? Yeah, I think it does. Because I know there's a, a, another uh, speaker that you've interviewed before, and he talks about uh, a, a colleague of his uh, that was part of a mastermind group and uh, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Uh, and I had the conversation around, um, so what are your self-limiting beliefs uh, and the things that hold you back? And the response was, I don't have any. Uh, because categorically, when you are given a, a timeline which suddenly gives you an absolute clarity, absolute focus on what you're trying to achieve and where you're trying to head, um, there, are, there are no reasons that are worthy to hang your hat on that will hold you back from achieving whatever you can, whatever you can achieve and whatever you want to achieve. Yeah. So all the self-limiting beliefs, the things that uh, make us procrastinate, all just uh, melt into insignificance as a result of the fact that, okay, we now have a timeline. And there are some people who uh, don't need the pressure of um, uh, an illness to achieve that, and there's others who are the, um, the entrepreneurial successful who just get up and go without waiting for somebody to give them permission. And I think what they do is you, you have to get very clear about your intentions, don't you? And make, You've got to make that decision that that's what I'm going to focus on and that's what I'm going to make happen and then you've got to get on with it and use whatever strategies you can, like, uh, like telling lots of people uh, to putting whiteboards on the wall to remind you of what you're, what you're trying to achieve, um, etc., to get yourself to act and stop you from wiggling out of it. Yes, that, that whole ability to squirm and get off the hook. Yeah, just to add to that, I, I do always think it's a shame that people 
even people like myself sometimes have to rely on tragedy to, to, to remind them what's important, to remind them to use time as efficiently as possible. You know, it's like, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone just had this mindset to make every second count and to make a difference anyway without relying on stuff like cancer in my case or another disease or something to go wrong or, or waiting until it's too late. Yeah. Do, do, do you think, Stephen, if, if we maybe started to plan a bit more and maybe, I don't know, think about every three months or six months and, and you know, think of it as though it, it might be our last three or, or six months and then think back about what we would like to achieve from it and then get on with it. If we, if, if we maybe use that as a motivator, because we don't know, no, nobody actually knows, you know, I might, I might go out tomorrow and be in a car accident or, or something and actually, therefore, I might as well use the time that I've got wisely. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I say no one knows how long we've got. Uh, of course, we don't want to be pessimistic, fingers crossed. People have got plenty of time, but it, it's about just challenging people's mindsets to think about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because too many people kind of get stuck plodding along in the same lane they've always been in. If they're happy doing that, fair enough. But a lot of people actually are not that happy doing that or want to achieve more. And one way of doing that would be to think, oh, what if I only had X amount of time left? How would I react then? Mm. So, uh, Mike, what... Stephen, he's got lots of motivation and, and, and perhaps less time than many. Why do you think some people have potentially so much time but so little motivation? Well, it's turning, turning it the, the direction of what is it that we do that stops us from uh, going and making things happen. And a lot of it I put down to conditioning uh, where as I will work in schools on occasion and, and if you're doing speaking and communication school skills with 15-year-olds or 14-year-olds, 16, 18-year-olds, uh, and one of the first things I say to them is, right, you guys, you've been told to shut up, sit down and be quiet for the last 15 years of your life or the, or the only 15 years of your life. I now want you to start talking. I now want you to start sharing your views. I now want you to start leading because in the next 10 years' time, you're going to become the leaders of the country. You're going to become the leaders of the world. Uh, and it's, it's a very different mindset shift where we move from um, child to adulthood. And there's a lot of people who still struggle to make that break from where their childlike personality and style of doing things was always waiting for somebody to give them permission to do something. Yeah. And uh, we, we all know the wonderful phrase, ask for uh, forgiveness, not for permission, uh, which, which doesn't work when you're in school because you get in trouble for it. I know. <laughs> I always <laughs> ask for forgiveness and they never did. <laughs> Can't think why. But as, as life goes on, um, when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, throughout, I, mean, I talk to uh, elderly relatives, my mother, my father and so on, uh, and the, the comments always were, when people stop asking for permission and start making decisions for themselves, then they make a difference and they stop procrastinating, looking for somebody else to give them a green light to do it. I, I think, I think uh, that, Mike, that's such an important point there because you know, we, are, we can be, unless we're quite strong characters, we can be quite institutionalized through maybe the way we've been brought up sometimes and also through our schooling. And you're absolutely right. We... In, in school at a young age, you've got to ask permission to go to the toilet. Uh, mm. And uh, 
and actually some of that does stick with us, doesn't it? And can make it, and if you've got parents who maybe make lots of decisions for you, uh, it can be hard to to learn the skill of, of of making those decisions yourself. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's being a good citizen and looking out for other people, not being unthoughtful, but that whole process of... Um, I mean, Stephen, at the moment, the amount of things you're doing, aside of working with your family and the constraints within there and obviously the physical constraints you've got, I dare say you're probably asking, not asking for as much permission as most 19-year-olds. No, I'm just going for it. <laughs> <laughs> doing whatever I want. <laughs> I rest my case. The line there from Stephen, I am going for it. I'm do- I will rest later. Perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, d- don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. And I've still got plenty of work to do, so I'll just keep on, keep on going. And, and, and I, don't, I hope you don't mind me asking this, because you can tell me, please tell me to shut up if I'm, if I, if, or, or, or ignore the question or whatever. But I, I just, you know, I just got a sense that you must have some, you know, pretty amazing parents to, uh, in terms of support. Uh, and and also some of the attitudes that you have to getting things done. I mean, uh, has 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 your upbringing helped you with this kind of positive attitude? Or definitely, one hundred percent, definitely. I always emphasise that I can only be as strong as the people around me, um, and I'm doing pretty well at the moment. So the people around me must be pretty good as well. And um, obviously, your family you can't pick, but there's other people you can pick, and that, that that's actually a technique for getting things done. Is Surround yourself by the right people. And one thing having cancer has done has shown me who the right people are, who the right friends are, and who cares about me, really. And it, it showed me how much I care about others. With your comment there, Stephen, I think it's only right to bring in uh, the, the the story of what your best mate has done this weekend. Um, yeah. uh, you supported him, but uh, what he's done in your name and uh, towards your charity as well. Yes, um, so my best friend, uh, Christopher Bullock, um, ran the London Marathon. Um, did, did it for a few reasons, but his main one was that um, I was a cross-country runner myself. And in periods of remission, I'd actually set myself a goal of, of running a marathon for charity. Unfortunately, my, my disease has progressed and I've been able to. So, so he said he wanted to do it in my name. And I'd say, last, last weekend, just God, he did it. Hey, well done, well done, Christopher. Uh, having done that myself, it, I know it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so this is what you're saying about surrounding yourself with good people. When you've got somebody like that who's got your back in every way um, and knows the, the dreams and stories of things you would love to do, uh, and yeah. he's doing them with and through you, shall we say. Yeah, the, the way it works is that, that then that helps me and then I feel a bit more positive and then that will help him. And you kind of get stuck in a kind of positive feedback loop almost. So you just bounce off each other and the overall effect is, can be really, really brilliant. Excellent. I know you're, you're getting to know lots of, uh, lots of well-known celebrities and things like that through your speaking appearances. And you're, you're in, it, must be, it must be quite amazing to you now, the, you know, the, some of the people that you're inspiring Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. But I'll, I'll bring it back to what I said at the beginning. It's just, I'm just happy to help. Whether I inspire one or a million, I'm just happy to help in whatever way I can. I would say it, it helps me hugely. So. Great. Well, you, you, are, you are such a grounded individual 
We're going to go to commercial break now, and we shall be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned in to be more achieve more with host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to info at be more that's info at be more now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with Stephen sutton and mike pagan and Stephen, um uh, listeners that may have heard of the the movie by with Jack Nicholson in it, um, the bucket list. And that was the first time I heard this concept of the bucket list. And I, I wonder, you know, you wrote a, a bucket list and you've achieved much of it. Do you think we should all write one? Yes. Um, or we should all definitely consider writing one. I think everyone has things they want to do with their lives or I think everyone should have things they want to do with their lives. You know, just, just something to try, something to do. In my case, obviously, with my disease, I had to think about those things a bit more potently because obviously the, the, the time constraints I was potentially facing. So I decided the best way to, to tick, tick, tick these things off and to do these things was to stick them in a list. So that's how my bucket list came along. Just started writing. 46 things later, um, there it was, and I've just never looked back since. I, I just love the way you describe that, Stephen. Uh, I had to think about it a little more potently. Uh, <laughs> what well, one of the things that you are not, and this is why it's it's a pleasure to uh, to talk with you, is you are not a victim. Um, you are making every effort 
and just the idea of where you got the concept of the bucket list from and, and sort of teaching and, and helping, telling other people they should be doing it. I mean, call it a dream board, all the other different theories that are of the same ethos. It's just that mentality of, of put it out there and make it happen because nobody else will make it happen for you. Yeah, exactly. Just to start off with a, with a goal or a belief that you can be a better person or do something more and then just, just see where that takes you. I think it's also incredible, you, you know, when we're when, when we're talking about goal setting, Mike, we might say to people, you know, set set four or five goals. You had forty six things on your bucket list, and you've achieved thirty five of them in twelve months. Is that? that yeah, that's, yep. that's correct. Yeah, that just shows what can be done. And and you said you had to think about them potently, but you you it, it wasn't without some that some of those things were without a bit of risk because you jumped out of planes and all sorts. I it's, it's one thing. Looking back, but I don't regret many things I didn't do. Um, no, sorry, I said that wrong. I don't regret many things I did do. I only regret things I didn't do. You know, looking back at what I've done with my life, so I'm ingrained and intrinsically linked into the bucket list. Is about trying new things. You know, my, my, my disease has showed me to to not be afraid of trying something new. So it's all about going out there and seeking all these new experiences. So things like skydiving. Which I fully enjoyed. Is, is, is skydiving the one thing you'd recommend on everyone's bucket list, or other other others that you you uh, recommend? Skydiving, uh, crowd surfing in a rubber dinghy. That was a really fun one. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting a tattoo. Um, that was a fun experience, and I might as well share the tattoo I got now. Um, I'm not sure if they have them in America. They might do the troll dolls with a funky coloured hair. Did oh, they yes. have in America? Well, I've got one of them tattooed underneath my armpit with my armpit hair doubling up as a troll dog's hair. <laughs> the troll is quite innovative, you know. Yeah, they, could, they could become the late, latest fashion, you know. Yes, definitely. But it, it just things like that, just, just different things. One of the things on my bucket list was to find someone with more surgical scars than me. Just, just random things, but it was fun just trying to find this person who I did find. Um, yeah, just... It, just good fun. That's what it should be about. That's what life's about. Having and fun. there's a, there's a message within your message there straight away. On your bucket list, I want to find somebody with more scars than me, which basically says you you're, you're reinforcing that language of there are other people out there who've got it worse than me. Uh, so I'm yeah. not moping around on what's going on in my life and the rubbish I've got to deal with and the the comfort or lack of comfort. Uh, it's just the focus on there's, there's more ugly stuff going on elsewhere, um, but I'm going to carry on regardless. Definitely, yeah. But just as an aside point, chicks dig scars, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a wise young man. <laughs> yes, we did see I'm, the photo. I'm sure some people would uh, dis- disagree with that, but uh, uh, if it works for you, then go with it and play. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we did, we did see the photo of you with Pixie Lot on your Facebook page as a, a, a young British singer. Yeah, I was, um, I'd say, receiving an award from her, and I actually was that kind of engrossed in getting a photo with her and putting my arm around her, but I forgot to give a thank you speech. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> a couple of parties mixed up that night, but <laughs> I made all my friends jealous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mike, um, we should ask you your top tips for stopping, to, stopping procrastination. What are they? Well, there's, there's a couple of things that spring to mind, and, and having a discussion here with Stephen, they bring them 
so close to the forefront. And the two of them are interlinked. Uh, I refer to the one which is crackberry addiction, uh, which is that good old addiction that so many of us have to uh, smartphones, social media, and and the like that goes with that. Um, what really matters is connection. What really matters is collaboration, working with other people, making an impact, uh, leaving a legacy, doing things that matter to other people, uh, and having a million friends on Facebook and tweeting about this and, and uh, just wanting to be through the social word. What really matters is the people around you. Uh, so when, when I look at that from a business perspective, People get distracted, they procrastinate, they spend loads and loads of time and effort uh, trying to be the biggest face and the biggest noise or just trying to catch up on a friend's friend's friend who they used to know 20 years ago. And they just lose so much of their, um, their, their time that they've got available to make, make an impact. And, and it's so wrong. And the, the second part of that is, is this is becoming a habit. So I, I dare say there's a, a lot of people uh, who will listen to this recording who have their mobile phone or their iPhone or their iPad, and they use it as an alarm in the morning. But instead of just turning the alarm off, the first thing they do is they check their emails or they check their social media. And they are just working the whole time. They've got these habits where they can never actually truly switch off. They're never actually truly present in a room because they're always thinking, what's going on? Who should I be talking to? And even to the point of taking photos and trying to get the best photo uh, available so they can then show themselves in the right light on their social media. Uh, Social media has its place. This is not some old guy turning around saying it's bad for your health and everything else. It's it's all about uh, managing the habits so they are constructive and useful to you to help your productivity. So you make things happen rather than falling back into just doing it for comfort and using up time. Because when when we have a time limit, none of that stuff matters. None of it matters at all. So if it doesn't matter when we haven't when we've got a time limit, it shouldn't matter when we haven't got one that we know about. Uh, it's a good good um, points there. I think also I think what I, I see on social media, and it, it this refers back as well to an interview I did with a gentleman called Marshall Thurber, is that on social media people are spending so much time almost living falsely, trying to look interesting, rather than as you said, being present with with other people and being interested in them. And I mm. think you know, I know Stephen's very interested in people, um, and uh, I know you are, Mike. But I think we sometimes get that balance really wrong. Um, I don't know about you, Mike. My, my, my business results have significantly gone up, um, almost proportionally to me reducing the amount of time I spend on social media. <laughs> A convert. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, any, any perspective from you on this? What, what do you think um, are your top tips? Um. Well, I'd say in terms of social media, I've used it to, that's where Stephen's story started. But no, I, I totally agree that too many people, as I say, kind of waste time on it. And it's, it's too many people waste time in, in so many little ways. And I'm not here to pull on people's heartstrings, but genuinely, I would do anything to have that time and, and, and use it productively. Um, and alternatively, a future you may look back and look back and think, oh, I'd love to use that time differently again as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you look back on it and think, I wasted so much of my life 
when I could have been doing so much more. I mean, Steve, Steve, putting another Steve, twist on that, though, Chris, is if you, if you look at it uh, about what we achieve on a week-by-week basis in the business world, uh, and you get to the end of the week and you haven't achieved the things you set yourself at the beginning of the week, i.e. a goal or several goals, then come the Friday evening, we don't switch off properly because we're frustrated that we haven't achieved everything, which means we are living with regret, which means we're upset with ourselves because of our lack of performance and what productivity we've achieved. Some things may come along that sort of knock us off track. I understand that. But it's the more the point that if we go week by week, day by day, month by month, whatever way it is of working, and then you spend the whole time looking over your shoulder thinking, oh, I wish I'd done it a bit differently, that's all to do with regret. Uh, and when you've got a time limit, <laughs> you haven't got time for regret. Right. So right. you get on with it. We have to, have to, I completely agree. We, we have to move on as well uh, now. I want, I want to really move, uh, ask you a question, Stephen, you know, this, your motivation and your illness, it's, it's brought a tremendous gift of motivation and inspiration to lots of people, and clearly, you know, Mike and I included. I mean, what, what has it brought you, and what do you want to achieve now? I'd say it was a huge kick of the backside to do something, um, my illness was, and it taught me lots of different things. Uh, I mentioned make every second count. I mentioned we shouldn't be afraid to try something new. And generally, it just showed me that life is for actually living, you know, we can all exist for X amount of time, but if we don't do anything with it, you know, what's the point kind of thing? One of the things I've been doing is the fundraising, um, and that's the thing I've enjoyed most is the helping of it. So that's how I'm spending the majority of my time now. Um, I've actually had other people offer to, to fundraise for me so I can use the money to, I don't know, buy a holiday or take someone else from my bucket list. But I've, I've refused and gave that money to charity. And you've got that feeling of giving and helping others. It's huge and so, so rewarding for me. Uh, the new target now is to raise £1 million for Teenage Cancer Trust. Wow. So, £1 million. So, so, Mike, how can we all help Stephen to achieve this goal? Well, for, for listeners um, either side of the Atlantic, uh, that's the beauty of where social media does work. Uh, so I would, uh, I would say to you, please look into Stephen's story on Facebook. Uh, follow him. If you know ways that you can assist, and as, 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 as has just been said there quite clearly, Stephen is not looking for any personal gain out of this. It's not a question of he wants to, people to fly him around the world to go to Disneyland and do trips like that because he'd want it to go to somebody else where they could generate more funds for other people through it. So it's not for his own personal gain here. So please look into how it works. And I know this story is, is not unique. There are many people, uh, there are many young people, which is why in the UK we have the Teenage Cancer Trust, because there are lots of people in this situation. But the difference is Stephen has stepped up. Uh, he's making a massive impact uh, on people all over the place, and it's worth getting to know. Um, this, the, the journey that we're on, I know it's a corny cliche, we're all on a journey, but uh, working with Stephen at the moment to help him get his message out there is, is, a, is an honour and a privilege for me, and I'm happy to be part of that and help him whatever way I can. So my question to you is, if there's a way you think you can help by getting involved, look up Stephen's story uh, and see how you can help in some way. There's, there's something, and if you can't help through Stephen's story, then there'll be somebody else local to you that you can probably help more directly. 
Absolutely. Now, I think you've summed that up beautifully, Mike. Um, let's, you know, let's 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 help Stephen towards his million pound um, target if we can. Um, alternatively, look for other ways to help. And I think, you know, fascinating there. You know, Stephen's saying he's had the offers of money and opportunities to have trips and things like that, but he's choosing to give, and he's receiving lots back through that giving. Stephen, what are the key messages you'd like to leave us with? today oh lots and lots and lots i'll try and narrow it down um one of the first things i mentioned was best way to help yourself is to help others i say I've, I've just found that hugely rewarding for me and it's motivated me hugely to do more um second of all second message is just for people to enjoy life you know my story is unfortunately sad um but you know life is great Cancer sucks, but life is great, so we've got to concentrate on the positive and concentrate on enjoying life. And that links to the final message, is just making every second count, because every second is precious. Well, Stephen, thank you. And Mike, how about you? <laughs> I don't think I can really say anything more profound or <laughs> uh, earth-shattering than what Stephen's come up with there, because... Uh, Productivity is about you making an impact and getting off your bum and doing something. And if you're procrastinating and putting off things and not doing it, then now is the time to get up and do it. Uh, that, that phrase you just gave me there that I, I will rattle around in my brain for a long time, Stephen, is cancer sucks, life is great. Uh, and that's just just the way you live life and uh, it's, it's so powerful and uh, a lot more people need to step up, stop moaning about the little things that aren't working and aren't perfect in our lives and get on with making a difference with other people. That makes such a difference and that would involve no procrastination. Wonderful, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, joining me today on the show, both of you. And, and if you're listening out there, I want you to listen to this interview Share it with as many people as possible. Help Stephen to achieve his goal and think about your life and how you can appreciate it more, how you can make every second count and how you can, as, as Stephen does, you know, get pleasure from your life by giving and helping others. Um, Stephen, for me, just shows a level of wisdom that I just didn't know was possible in a 19-year-old. And I think by listening to this as well, you can pick up some real fundamental messages about self-development and, uh, and, you know, and being the best person that you can be. For more information on Stephen Sutton uh, and to uh, make a donation to his charity, if you want to, go to um, uh, www.facebook.com slash Stephen Story. Uh, you can follow Stephen there and, uh, and what's happening to him. And uh, Mike Pagan, go to www.mikepagan.com. Uh, Mike, thank you for uh, joining us, me on this interview and interviewing uh, and introducing me as well to Stephen. Um, so, uh, Stephen, if people want to make a donation to Teenage Cancer, do they just do that through your Facebook site? Um, I've got a Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash Stephen with a PH dash Sutton, S U T O N dash T C T. Alternatively, if I go through Facebook, they'll find a link to it somewhere. Alternatively, if you Google Stephen's story, all my links to all my different stuff come up. Fantastic. And just to echo Stephen there, remember, you know, cancer does suck, but life is great. So go out there now and enjoy it. Stephen and Mike, thanks once again. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week. 
you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.